In today's video, we're going to be continuing on with a story from a couple of days ago where I talked about possibly the real reason for the conflict right now between Russia and Ukraine. And of course, it's pulling in all of the Western powers as we knew it would. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the sanctions today, why these sanctions are really not going to do a lot and why Russia actually has the strongest position here. So a couple of important facts then that we need to start off with. Russia actually produces more than 10 million barrels of oil per day. I'll tell you why that's important in a moment. They also produce 60,000 cubic feet of natural gas per day. But on top of this, as I talked about a couple of days ago, Russia actually dumped a load of US treasuries and instead they bought a lot of gold. So their holdings are now 2,300 tons of gold. So one thing I don't think a lot of people have connected the dots on uh, yet is that as oil keeps going up in price, so as it maybe hits $100 per barrel, potentially it could get there, this will create a new inflationary uh, uh, crisis, a new spiral, because what is the start and end of all inflation? It starts with energy, it ends with energy. So the energy input affects everything across the whole economy. So this is why I'm finding some of these sanctions uh, somewhat baffling, actually because putting all these sanctions, in fact, I'll talk about the sanctions in a moment, but as oil is going up in price, you're gonna see more inflation. More inflation means, guess what? Investors and a lot of the general public are gonna to run towards the safest asset that has existed for thousands of years, gold. So actually these sanctions and what's happening at the moment could actually help Russia to become even more powerful financially. So let's actually have a look then at some of these sanctions. I've just been going through the paperwork today. Uh, one other thing that I found interesting was that Germany has halted the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Yeah, that's a great idea. So what they've said is they don't want to be reliant upon Russia for their energy. But let me just put this into context here. That is like saying, so imagine that you live rurally and you get your food from one main farmer, for example. He, he, he can provide you the best food or she, uh, it's the cheapest, it's just next door, it's fairly, it's fairly quick to get that um, food to you. There's other farms around, and of course I'm talking about natural gas here. Uh, this is the example I'm giving you. So there's other places around, but that farmer is probably the best place to give you that um, food. Now let's say that farmer does something to another farmer and that's not right. You know, you think morally that's, that's not correct. I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying maybe you think that it's morally not correct to do that. So you then say, that's it. I'm not going to be uh, continuing my trade efforts with you, Mr. or Mrs. Farmer, because of what you did there. Instead, I'm going to go off and I'm going to get my food elsewhere. Now let's put this into context. By Germany doing that, we've already seen where inflation is coming from. It's coming from energy. So how is this gonna help inflation? How is this gonna help their economy by canceling the pipeline? It doesn't really make much sense to me, but, but there we go. Okay, so let's look at these sanctions now then. So we'll start with the United States. In what he called the first tranche of sanctions, President Joe Biden signed the executive order on Monday that stipulated any institution in Russia's financial services sector is a target for further sanctions. More than 80% of Russia's daily foreign exchange transactions and half its trade are conducted in US dollars. Now, if you haven't watched my video from a couple of days ago, I would highly recommend you watch it at the end so that you'll understand why I'm smiling here. Because what did I say two days, and this is before these sanctions actually came out, I said, 
I wonder if this whole thing is anything to do with Russia getting uh, accumulating lots of gold and dumping those treasuries. Because of course we know what happened to Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi and some other players when they decided they wanted to trade oil, not in US dollars, but something else. Let's move on then to the United Kingdom. So yesterday the UK announced sanctions against five Russian banks and three Russian billionaires. So again, this is somewhat perplexing to me. So they are targeting the co-owners of SGM Group, which makes oil and gas infrastructure. I'm sure there's no coincidence there between carbon net zero um, and what they're doing here, targeting oil and gas infrastructure, which is what we need to slow down inflation. So they're saying we're prepared to go much further if Russia does not pull back from the brink. Uh, will curtail the ability of the Russian state and Russian companies to raise funds in our markets, prohibit a range of high-tech exports, and further isolate Russian banks from the global economy. And of course, Germany has announced the halting of the process of the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline, which the US is very happy about because it doesn't want uh, Europe to be reliant on Russian energy. What's the European Union saying then? Well, the 27-member bloc um, announced on Tuesday initial sanctions aimed at 351 Russian politicians who voted um, for the separatist regions in Ukraine, as well as 27 other Russian officials and institutions from the defense and banking sectors. Well, again, I mean, personally, I just don't think this is going to have a big impact on uh, Russia as a country and on, on Putin. And then we go over to Japan and Australia. And, and again, the interesting thing here, again, follow the money, connect the dots. Who's the biggest holder of treasury? Because I'm thinking, why is Japan getting involved in this? Why are they saying all these things? Who is the biggest holder of US treasuries? It's Japan. So again, follow the money, start looking into all of this. So Japan and Australia, they've announced the imposition of stringent penalties on individuals connected with the aggression against Ukraine. This one's uh, somewhat ironic. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has said he's targeting them for behaving like thugs and bullies. And then let's look at Japan. So Japan's sanction, I mean, I don't even know what what the point of, of that statement was. I mean, is it just a, a severe reprimand then by uh, the Australian PM? Uh, I'm sure, you know, these tough Russians are trembling in their boots at that reprimand. Uh, let's see what Japan's saying then. So their sanctions include banning the issuance of Russian bonds in Japan and freezing the assets of certain Russian individuals, as well as restricting travel to Japan. I'm sure the Russians are devastated now that they can't take their, their holidays in Japan. Look, you know, overall, all of this that I'm reading, these sanctions, they don't, they, they don't really make sense. There isn't much to them. I don't understand how this is supposed to somehow stop Putin from doing, you know, whatever you agree with, you know, what he's doing uh, or not. I, I just don't see these sanctions as serious. And I think he's probably thinking the same, same thing. It's like these, some of these sanctions are a bit of a joke, really. So overall, I'm going to keep following this story for you, uh, updating you. And I think there's something important and relevant coming out. But, you know, I'll leave the geopolitical stuff to another channel. I'm really just commenting on the, the financial stuff, keeping you updated on that, giving you my opinion on what I think is actually uh, happening here. But um, that's it for today. I'll see you again uh, tomorrow. I'll take you for a, a nice walk with me, a walk and talk video again. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but uh, we'll see you with that tomorrow. We should have a video pretty much every day this week. And then I'm going to slow down a little bit uh, next week because it is pretty exhausting making a video every single day. You know, uh, even a 10 minute video can take up to seven or eight hours plus the editing and research.
research and, and everything else. So uh, that is it for today. Thanks for watching. Uh, take care. God bless you and your families and I'll see you next time.